0: Welcome to Issue 18 of The Two-Butt Rule. I don't know what to care about, but I would if. I employed an intern a few summers ago during the pandemic. She was brilliant, energetic, ambitious, and like so many interns, she was driven by a fire to make a difference in this world. A few months after the internship was over, she called to say, I've decided I want to dedicate my career to blockchain. My reply? So you want to sell hammers. I could tell she was puzzled, so I explained that whether it was relational databases, object-oriented programming languages, middleware, machine learning APIs, or blockchains, I'd spent half my career making and pushing hammers. Tools. I like hammers. Someone has to invent, design, manufacture, and sell them. And as my old boss at IBM used to say, you can put your kid through college selling a good hammer. Turns out some of us can make a living just exploring what a hammer can and can't do. I didn't think this intern was a hammer person. She was, thankfully like many in her generation, a fix the world person. It needs a lot of fixing. Hammer thinking can be a real trap for someone like that. I want to solve world hunger with this shiny blockchain hammer. That's the trap. It takes your eyes off the hunger problem and the people suffering from it. There's an old exercise that practitioners of design thinking use to make this point. They'll ask you to design a flower vase and give you a minute to sketch your ideas which usually come out as one would expect. And then they'll ask you to design a way for blind people or people with some other specific quality to enjoy cut flowers in the home. Totally different picture. The point here is pretty simple. If you want to be sure you get to the end of your life confident you contributed more than you consumed, don't focus on the tool. Not a hammer, a nail, not even a house you can build with them. Focus on specific people who need shelter. And then, assemble all the tools you can find and use the ones that make sense. That's what I recommend to most people these days when they ask me about dedicating their career to something. As an investor in one of my companies once said, We don't fund people in love with their solution to a problem. We fund people who have an authentic story about why they will stop at nothing to solve a problem worth solving even when their first, second, and third ideas don't work. It's easy to say that one should focus on people and get to work helping them solve their problems, but once you open your mind, even a little bit, to a world full of people with problems, you're instantly overloaded. Too many people. Too many problems. Suddenly, you're that person on a crowded street hearing calls for help from everywhere. Surely, more qualified people are here to help. Where are the police? Where's the fire department? It's easy to get overwhelmed by a sea of troubles. And it's especially hard for people like that intern, a middle class kid from the US for whom the clear and present dangers of the world are not as present as they are for some, to choose one thing to tackle. But what can help is to methodically pay attention to what you pay attention to. What do you notice when nobody is pointing it out? What do you find yourself looking up on Google or ChatGPT when nobody is prompting you? But if you're like me, this doesn't work on the first try, because when I, a hammers person do this, I find myself looking up, yeah, hammers. But luckily I've learned to let my mind wander a bit, and thanks to some good advice from comedian John Cleese on a video you can find on 2 I've developed the habit of consistently sitting for exactly 1.5 hours at a time doing absolutely nothing. The first half hour in my head is usually all hammers, but then magic. The story you're listening to right now showed up in my head at minute 42 today. Do this for a week or three, and then take account of whether you notice a consistent theme. Another trap in finding the people and problems you want to dedicate your career to is thinking that you aren't qualified, or in a position to do anything about it. Sometimes you may not be in a situation that puts you at an advantage for solving a particular problem, but you are never disqualified. After years working on trying to make life suck less for taxi drivers, I could probably write a PhD thesis on the topic of ground transit. But when I decided to start a business on that topic, I knew next to nothing. Not before reading a ton and spending nights and days riding shotgun with taxi drivers and doing the night shift in dispatch centers back before the days of Uber and Lyft. I'm reminded a lot of that intern these days. Because in the current economic downturn, at least in the tech sector, it seems like every week someone calls to ask what I think about what they should do next. And last year I asked myself the same question after putting down a hammer I'd been playing with for the better part of a decade. In times like these, momentum thinking is a helpful tool. When you say to yourself, I don't know what's next for me, you know how to add, but I would know if. Hashtag two butts. This concludes issue number 18 of The Two-Butt Rule, I Don't Know What to Care About, But I Would If, by John Wolpert and Ashley Waters. If you like this episode, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts and consider taking out a subscription at 2butts.com. That's number 2buts.com. It's free, though we're grateful to our paid subscribers who get priority on suggesting the topics we cover.